0: Praise the Lord. You love the Lord? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We covet your prayers today as we get into God's Word. I want to bring to you something today that um, the Spirit has been dealing with me about for some time. And um, I told you a few weeks back that I will probably be getting into more of uh, Bible prophecy and end time things again. Simply because of what's going on around us today, and there's so many things happening that's just more than just coincidence uh, I could spend all the time talking about the uh, uh, the uh, disasters that we have seen around the world uh, this past year, and you know what it seems like everything every time something happens now have you Have you noticed it just about everything it hits it almost, it, uh, just about everything breaks a record. We haven't, we haven't had this kind of, of flood in up 10 years and earthquakes and tornadoes and fires. and uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's, it is on a biblical scale. It is on a biblical scale. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the end time today. But for this Sunday, I'm not going to talk about the uh, the natural disasters. But I'm going to talk about some other things that fit in with the end time. And you be in prayer for me. We're going to be going to the Book of First Corinthians, the eleventh chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to read verses 14 and 15 as our text today. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote the church in Corinth uh, and told them. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no no great thing if His ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. I want to read those two verses one more time. And no marvel uh, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Fathers, we come today. We thank you and we praise you, God, for the privilege we have to be in your house. We thank you, God, for the spirit that we have felt so far. And I'm asking You, Lord, right now that You will just come down and rest upon us for the next few moments of time and anoint me, God, to deliver this Word as You have given me to say today. Help us, God, to always be aware of the hour in which we live, that we are children of light. We're not children of darkness. Help us to walk as in the day and not in the night as Your Word has told us. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. I want to speak to you on a subject title today, The Master of Illusion. The Master of Illusion. During the early 1980s, a well-known magician by the name of David Carperfield, is that name familiar to anybody here? David Copperfield performed many tricks of illusion on national television. Uh, Sister Darlene and I, we used to watch him all the time. I mean, he he put on some, some shows that were frankly amazing. On one particular occasion back in 1983... He had a TV special which featured him making the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor disappear, not just in front of the television audience, but he had a live audience sitting there on Ellis Island. Did anybody see that? Yeah, i got a few people remember seeing that. I watched that. I remember watching the show that night, and it was... Pretty amazing to see indeed this thing that he did. In one minute, there was the Statue of Liberty all lit up in the night sky. Then with a giant curtain put over the Statue of Liberty and, of course, a little bit of hocus-pocus. The curtain drops and the statue's gone. Nothing but the dark sky even had the people sitting out there. You know, people watch TV, say, well, you know, it's just a camera trick. But there were people, he had a live audience there on Ellis Island sitting out there watching too. Uh, Nothing but the dark sky when that curtain dropped. Now, I want to ask you this. Was the Statue of Liberty ever really gone? No, of course not. It was only an illusion. How long will tell you It was only an illusion. I just remembered another time he had a TV station and he had a whole whole train. On a track with a big covering over the train, and all of a sudden the covering just fell flat. Was he able to make it disappear? Was it really gone? No. It was an illusion. According to the dictionary, Illusion is defined as a deceptive appearance or impression intended to mislead, distort, or trick. That's what an illusion is by the dictionary. A deceptive appearance or impression intended to mislead, distort, and trick. And I'm going to say this right now before I get into my message. I'm here today preaching this message to make you aware of the time that we're living in. And if I say something, if I, say, if I mention somebody's name that you think's all right, I apologize if I offend you, but that, that's not my intention. But as a shepherd over a flock, I have an obligation. God has placed me as a watchman on the wall. Although David Copperfield is very good at his trade, the birth of illusion came about not with David Copperfield, not with Harry Houdini or some of these other names, But the birth of illusion came about in the twisted, degenerated mind of a fallen angel whom we know as Lucifer or whom we call today Satan. The very first illusion was conceived in the mind of the devil. Illusion didn't come from God. God did not create an illusion and put it upon mankind. Illusions came out of the heart of a twisted mind who was a fallen angel. He is the master of illusion and the father of all lies. Hallelujah. He is the prince of darkness and manipulator of, of gullible, naïve souls who are searching for solutions and answers in their own troubled lives. You know what, it's, 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 it's bad when somebody is hurting and they're going through, uh, you know, all, I mentioned disasters a while ago. Think about Katrina and now uh, most recently uh, Irene and, and these other places. And where people lose everything they, they have. And that's bad enough, but then, before the dust settles of some kind of disaster, that you've got these charlatans moving in, trying to take advantage on people who've already lost everything. They move in and they start swindling people,
1: taking their money. Come on, somebody. And that's worse than the disaster in the first place.
0: Amen. Satan is a prince of darkness and he's a manipulator of gullible, naive souls who are searching for solutions and answered in their troubled lives. When your back's against the wall and
1: you feel like you ain't got nowhere to go and nobody to look to, a lot of times you're more gullible then. You're more naive then because you're hurting.
0: And so you're willing to reach out to no matter who it is that's reaching a hand toward you. The Bible gives warning that men under the influence of this master manipulator will increase and multiply in the last days and will deceive many. Hallelujah. I'm I'm giving to you something now that's one, one of the big signs of the end time. Forgetting about the earthquakes and all this other stuff, but the Bible said in the last days there would be all kind of men under the influence of this master of illusion who will be the manipulators, and they're going to multiply. They've always been around, but in the last days, they're going to be on every street corner. They're going to
1: be, going to be behind a whole lot of pulpits. They're going to be in a lot of choirs. They're going to be sitting on the drums. They're going to be on the keyboard. They're going to, they're, they're going to be Sunday school teachers.
0: Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13 gives this prediction. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse. You know why he uses the phrase wax worse? What does wax do? The colder it gets, it gets, and it's a slow process. The cooler that wax did, I know, sister darling, she used to work a lot. She'd big craft person, everybody knows her, man. She'd go go to the hobby stores and buy these big um, things of uh, uh, wax and put them in a stirrer and and heat it up and all that kind of stuff. And I'm smelling all this. I, I don't think she'd be able to do it today. And when it's hot, you can pour it into any kind of mold. But as it cools, it slowly hardens. And Apostle Paul told Timothy, he says, he says that evil men and seducers, people who's going to try to uh, coax you into uh, into coming on their viewpoint and their ways and try to deceive you. He said they're going to wax worse and worse. It's going, to, it's going to get worse and worse all the time. It's not going to get any better. It's going to just continue to get worse. I'm telling you something, folks. We're in the day and hour that you had better know what voices is speaking to you. You better not listen to every time Dick and Herod comes down the pike. You better not listen to them because they stand behind a pulpit. Hallelujah. Because I'm not here to tell you, across these United States of America, on this Sunday, I guarantee you, there have been just as many devils crawled behind a pulpit as there have been men of God. Probably more. You're right, brother. That's sad but true. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Then he said they would be deceiving and being deceived. Hallelujah. If you've ever had any kind of dealings with anybody who is a habitual liar, they can't seem to tell the truth, do you know that a habitual liar will get to the point in place, brother, that they'll start believing their own stories? That's how come they can look at you in such a straight face because they're lying to you, looking at you eyeball to eyeball, telling you a lie, and because they do it so much, they believe their own lies. Deceiving and being deceived. Some of these guys I'm talking about started out deceiving, trying to make themselves to be some big prophet of God, Amen. having people fall and they've done done it so long that God, and God and and, and, and
1: and been in that kind of train of thought, a lot of them actually believe now.
0: They believe that there's something big and special like they've been putting on about for all these years. Hallelujah. And we had better be careful. This is one reason why you need the Spirit of God in your life. You need. The Holy Ghost was not given to you just so you can shout and run the aisle and jump up and down. That's not the main purpose of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost, Jesus says, I'm going to go away. He said, but I'm going to send what another comforter? And that word comforter there, and I'm sure you've heard it taught and preached before. The Greek word is paraclete. and it means one who is called alongside to help. Hallelujah! Why can I just walk down the pike, Amen? When there's all kind of devils around me, why can I walk down the pike and not have no fear? Hey. I'm not walking alone, brother. Hallelujah. I'm not depending upon my strength. Hallelujah. i got somebody walking
1: right beside me, glory to God. Hallelujah. And guess what? He handles everything that I can't. Hallelujah.
0: Let's move on. I want to get into it. I'm still laying the foundation of the message. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving, And being deceived. Now here's where it it culminates. Here's where it boils down to. It all will culminate in the appearance of the man of sin who will lead the world in the great apostasy by the means of his tricks of illusions and phony signs. You're going to see more and more of them. Hallelujah. More and more. You're going to turn on your TVs. You're going to see all these charlatans and jokers out there blowing on people, causing 50 or 60 to
1: fall over the tide.
0: Well, you see, Brother Sam, you don't believe that might happen? It could be by all that garlic they had for supper. But I don't believe it's from the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's going to get... Continue to get worse and worse until finally the culmination of the one that the Bible calls the man of sin who will lead the world in what the Bible calls the great apostasy or falling away. By which means the tricks of illusion and phony signs. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 9 through 12. Listen to this. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteousness, unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusions that they should believe the lie and that all they may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You see, all of these phony balonies, all these people that have been doing all this stuff for years and, and it's getting greater and greater. You see, they're going farther out all the time. Hallelujah.
1: It wasn't long ago I heard a revival going on out there in the Woodbine area. Oh, Brother Sam, you ought to go there. There's a Revengers out there. Hallelujah. And there, there are people coming up in the prayer lines, and this guy's laying hands on them and praying for them. And then people's going up there toothless, or they've got cavities in their tooth, are walking away with gold feelings.
0: I hope and pray that we don't... I hope... The people we hear have here has sit under strong biblical teaching enough that you wouldn't even have to think
1: twice about going to hear or see such garbage as that. Because I don't have no problem to stand right before my God right now and tell you that is phony baloney. It don't happen. <laughs> what?
0: It's amazing to me that you got a world of people though are so gullible they'll fall after that stuff. Why is it? Because because of, there's so many people that's messed up in their life and they're hurting so bad. And they, they're looking for something somewhere, and it makes it easier to be led astray like that. It makes it a whole lot easier to be led astray like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why we have to be careful. The coming of a lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, uh, signs and lying wonders. Hallelujah. I don't care if you get a phone call and somebody tells you to come out here to Old Hickory Lake, there's a guy that's walking on the water. He may be walking on the water. He 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 might have, have go out there and just like watching the Statue of Liberty supposedly disappear, you see Him supposedly walking on the water, that ain't going to move me. Having somebody lay hands on a dead corpse and see that dead corpse come out, it's not going to move me. I don't care what kind of signs that they can supposedly
1: portray, I'm looking at their fruits because the Bible says by their fruits you shall know them. I'm listening to what they preach. And if they don't preach truth, they want the plug nickel.
0: Satan and his ministers are not using cheap tricks which anyone can buy from a hobby shop. I used to, when I was a kid, when I got a few, few uh, nickels and dimes collected, sometimes I try to uh, uh, go and buy those little cheap uh, tricks, you know, and things you can pull on people and all that kind of stuff, magic tricks and all of stuff. And uh, I mean, anybody that look at them knows that there's nothing to them. And you know what? It amazes me. It amazes me today. I can go back. And I can watch a program, a movie or a program of some kind that I watched when I was a kid. And man, it, it just. I'm sitting there with my eyes like this, my mouth drawn open to see all, all those things happening. And now I go back and look at the same thing if they bring it back up now in something I ain't seen in 35, 40 years. And I, and I begin to laugh. I said, man. The, the, the effects they had back then was. was I can't believe it. That, I, that one time I watched that and believed that because anybody with uh, ha, one, one eye and ha, have any half sense at all, you can, you can see the phoniness of it. You know. Man, I used to watch Lost in Space. See that robot. Danger, danger. <laughs> Somebody gave me a, 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 a thing of uh, DVDs of the whole first season of Lost in Space two or three years ago as a Christmas present. And I started watching them. <laughs> and I remember the episodes. <laughs> and then you look at them now. Oh, man it sure don't look nothing now like it did back then. Anybody else? Amen. Now that you're older and you can, you can discern more, it don't look the same, does it? Don't look the same. Hallelujah. So Satan and his ministers are not using cheap tricks which anyone can buy from a hobby shop. They imitate the genuine so well that it takes the power of the Holy Ghost to identify them. Listen to Pastor Close right here. I hate to burst your bubble. I don't care who you are in here today. From the pastor to elders to deacons, everybody on down the line, I'm going to make a statement right here. I hate to burst your bubble, but you are not sharp enough to recognize them on your own. You don't do it on your own. I'm talking about these charlatans today that were coming up with all this so-called power and all this stuff that's going on. There ain't a man or a woman in this building right here now is sharp enough on their own to identify them all. I don't care how good you think he may be. Hallelujah. You need the discernment of the Holy Ghost. It is the Spirit inside you that lets you know. There's something down inside you that when you see somebody you've never met before and you don't know them and whether well, they're behind a pulpit preaching or on TV and they come across with some stuff and
1: you're a Holy Ghost filled child of God, there's something down inside you begins to click and so, say, hey, that ain't just right. Hallelujah. What I'm telling you, that's who you should follow. That's what you should go by. Don't depend on your own ingenuity or or
0: knowledge. I how you may have read that book from front to cover five hundred times, but
1: you're not going to identify them in your carnal thinking. You're going to be deceived. You're going to be led astray. You're going to be you're going to wind up standing at the airport with your head shaved. Shaking a a tambourine, humming Harry Kushner.
0: If you depend on your own self to identify, you got to have. And you know what? When we talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit, seems like everybody wants the gift of miracles. Everybody wants to be able to do the gift of healing. I'm gonna tell you something in this day and hour we live in. Everybody in here every day will pray for God, let me have the gift of discernment. I pray it all the time. Brother, there's too much junk being taught out here today. And it the appearance of it is so close to the genuine let me, let me, let, don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but please, I'm, I'm feeling the anointing of God in what I'm telling you. God is speaking to you this today through me. Hallelujah. Since we are seeing all the other signs which point to the second coming, I am watching like a hawk all the new and different changes being made in preaching, worship, and what is accepted as norm today. There are some things people think is harmless that in fact are designed to lead people astray from true worship and of the true God. Amen. Just, Just look. Take a good look at some of these programs people are watching today. Some of the churches. Now I realize and understand that there... There, there's some things as as time goes on with, with new gener, uh, uh preceding generations and uh, and all that stuff. There's some things that we can uh, improvise and, and and do things better and be and be more efficient in various things. But there's some things you shouldn't mess with. There's some things are foundational. And I don't care who's doing it. You shouldn't let them influence you. I'm watching like a hawk. All these things that's happening. You know, more and more churches today, they don't consist of congregations anymore. They consist of audiences. And people come to, the, go to these big mega churches just like some of them go to, uh, uh, to a stadium somewhere for some kind of big entertainment event. I mean the stages and all that the way some of them are decorated and everything is going on you sit and you look at them you look like, look like you think you're on Times Square down there at a, going in to see a Broadway show. Come on. And we are losing the reverence of the house of God. I don't care what somebody's told you, and I don't care what you think. Now, this building right here, we'll use this building right here. I was here standing about right here the night that this facility was dedicated unto God as we gathered together and we prayed to dedicate this place as a sanctuary. Before that night, this building that was built was just another building. Turned into an office complex, an apartment
1: complex, or anything you want to do. But the night that many women of God gathered in this place
0: and they dedicated this building and began to lay hands on every seat,
1: dedicating this place to the kingdom of God. That night, this building became the house of God and this building is not just like any other building. If you think that and believe that, change your thinking because you're dead wrong. Right. This building is not like your house. And you ought to respect it as being the house of God. That's, you shouldn't be walking the door. Rum, 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 rum. Hallelujah! When I—that's what the Bible talks about. You bring up a child in the way that should go. I remember when we pulled up to the parking lot of a church house when I was a kid.
0: My dad would turn over, and look at my mom, and he in the back seat towards me. He said, all right, out with the gun. We're fixing to go in God's house. Right. And today, we have people coming up, wanting prayer for the body or trying to seek for the Holy Ghost. And you're praying for them. And they're sitting their hands around, um um, 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 Back over the other place, One night, that's the first thing I told one young lady. I said, wait a minute. Before I pray, do you really want the Spirit of God? Yes, sir. Spit that junk out. You ain't going to get it as long as you're doing 90 mile an hour on that. Hallelujah. When we went over there, and we... Had to tear out the stuff in that building after the fire. The pews had to be broke down to get them into the dumpsters. And you know what? Brother Bobby, it amazed me how much, and you probably saw some, it amazed me how much gum was stuck upon the bottom of those pews. We spent we spent five thousand dollars thirty years ago for those nice pews. Got away from them old, oh, them old things that were sticky with splinters. Them old tiny theater seats. And was finally able to the hell in them and then raise the money and
1: got it and spent that kind of money. And it was a crying shame. I'd go over there in the middle of the day to go to the office to pray, park my school bus, walk through there. And I promise, some
0: days I would pick up seven or eight uh, empty water bottles. No. People today does not respect the house of God like they should. This place right here is not a place to eat, to drink, and to chew gum, to pass notes, or to talk about what's going on in the family. If it's that important, you need to get up and take the one you feel like it's important to talk to, and y'all need to go somewhere else.
1: This is God's house. Because it was dedicated as that. Hallelujah.
0: I'm preaching to you truth. And I and I told you before I started I was going to apologize at first. But folks, one of the reasons why that so much of this false stuff is coming in today is people does not respect the house of God like they should. The respect is not there, and we need
1: to get back.
0: I don't care what everybody else is doing. And I promise you, if you want to see more power, more people touched, more people healed, more people delivered, you start doing this the way it's supposed to be done, and you'll see God move more. Hallelujah. So there's some things people think is harmless, but in fact are designed to lead people away from the true worship and true God. There's a couple things I want to talk about: the master of illusion. Number one, I want to talk about the illusion of power. Illusion. The illusion of power. In the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 9 and 10, I'm reading from the God's Word translation. It says, A man named Simon lived in that city. He amazed the people of Samaria with his practice of magic. He claimed that he was great. Everyone from children to adults paid attention to him. They said, This man is the power of God, and that power is called great. This was in the city of Samar, Samaria when Philip went down after he had. And Brother Bobby, I don't know if it was last Sunday Sunday before, he mentioned about uh, Philip going to the Ethiopian eunuch and the chariot and all that. He talked a little bit about that. And then after he left that, he went on down. Well, no, before that, excuse me. Before that, he went to Samaria. Excuse me, I got it backwards. And this great revival broke out. And in that town, there was this man by the name of Simon. He amazed the people with his practice of magic The King James says sorcery. He claimed that he was great. Everyone from children to adults paid attention to him. They said, this man is the power of God, and that power is called great. Listen to me close, church, please. People are tarred of dead, lifeless, and formal religion. Amen. Especially the younger people who desire excitement and the thrill of the moment. And when churches fail to provide a meaningful and passionate worship experience with true anointed power, Satan and his ministers will create an illusion of power under the guise of worship to lead you astray. Before Philip got to Samaria and the preaching of Jesus who brought about a great revival, Samaria up to that time had nothing but dead, cold, formal, lifeless religion that just went through ritual. That's all they ever knew. That's all they ever had until Philip came along. You follow me? And because of that environment of a dead, cold, lifeless, lifeless formal religion, here comes Simon, and he took advantage of that. And like David Copperfield, he was able to create these illusions, and worked his magic hocus pocus, and everybody in the city, oh, this man is a power of God. The reason why they thought that, the reason why they said that is because they ain't never seen the true power of God before. Listen to me, folks. Satan has got preachers. He's got singers. He's got musicians. All of which can put on a fantastic performance. And performance is what it is. Just having a form, but without the true power. Then you got all the signs and wonder boys creating chaos and havoc in the name of the Holy Spirit. There is such a change going on in the church world. I I, I told you a little bit about a while ago how we went from having congregations to audiences and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of people. We got some of them in Pentecost. And I don't mean to be critical of brothers and sisters. But they seem to think that style doesn't matter. They seem to think that music doesn't matter. Let me tell you where music comes from. Do you know where music comes from? When God created Lucifer. God put the music ability inside inside Lucifer. Yep. Because he was created to be an archangel and he was an archangel over the group of angels that led the worship in heaven. And when Satan failed, everything everything that he was became twisted and perverted. And I'm gonna tell you something. Music and the style and the manner does matter. That's right. Brother Penrod told me the first time I was planning going to Haiti. He says I got to be careful what we do in the churches here, especially he said with drums. He said, because Haiti is a center of voodooism. And he said, I've been in the church house, and I've seen them in church houses supposedly worshiping God, begin to beat on drums, and as they begin to beat on drums, the style and the manner and the way that they did it, some of those people, that used to be involved and come out of voodooism, that spirit began to come back on them. Had one lady get across and begin to crawl across the aisle like a snake. In the middle of the night, I could always hear him in the distance beating them drums, voodoo drums. Satan will use anything that he can use to deceive people. We need to identify the true anointing of God. And I'm here to tell you, and this is one of the things I talked about a while ago, folks. Just because it's loud, just because it's fast, and just because it's extravagant, don't mean it's anointed. Just because you go into a congregation... And they're all into the music and they're jumping and doing all this kind of stuff and all. You have got to stop to take the time to discern to see where it's coming from. Because guess what? You can get the same thing if you want to go to ZZ Top's concert or Leonard Skinner. Oh, everybody don't know those names. Only us. I forgot. I forgot, help me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't even know what some of the new ones are because I ain't listening to stuff in so long. I ain't listened to such second music song. So I don't know what I don't know who. Oh yeah, I've seen one on the news. <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I know what pastor's talking about now. <laughs> and so help me. I was at a church service one night. I walked in, visiting somewhere. I had to take a second look. One of them people going going up there to sing on the platform. I had to look at it. It looked like Lady Gaga. <laughs> Come on, it's a truth anyhow. Amen. All kind of deception that's going on. And if you don't think the devil will use a form of worship to lead people astray, you got another thing coming. He not only leads them astray behind the pulpit with men who are supposed to be men of God and not men of God, but he also uses every other aspect in the church. We're in a day of deception like there never has been. And it's going to wax worse and worse. All these people are professing The power of God, but it's an illusion of power. It's not the real power. It's not the anointing of God.
1: I've experienced the anointing of God long enough. I'm not one of these. I'm not
0: one of these charismatic Neo Pentecostals. I'm part of the clan that came out of Azusa Street. When the, when the thing first fell, amen, and the power of God began to fall, amen, and people will begin to be refilled again, like, an old, uh, like a New Testament, Acts chapter 2, hallelujah. That's what it's all about, hallelujah. That's what it's all about. So there's an illusion of power. Then, secondly, and this is going to, this is going to wind me up, there's an illusion of truth. There's an illusion of truth. First Timothy chapter four, verse one, in the King James version. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Seducing spirits and doctrines of, departing from the faith. I still believe there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. What about you? I want to read that Scripture again in, a, in, a, in another translation called The Message. First Timothy 4 and 1. Listen to what it says in this translation. The Spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith And chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. Yeah, he's he's got it up there. The Spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. Name dropper.
1: Name dropper right here. We got one of them going all over the world getting gaining great followers. With his pierced body parts. Rings on every finger. Supposedly declaring the truth of the power of God, the Holy Ghost, people being healed.
0: This joker's name is Todd Bentley. I don't know how many of you have seen him. T V or the internet or YouTube, you can you can go on YouTube and see some of his junk. But he's supposed to be the new breed Pentecostal preacher. But I clicked on some things and I did some investigation. This guy has done some pretty amazing things, some some powerful illusions of people supposed to be raised from the dead and his services and other things. But I'm going to tell you where his power comes from. His power comes from the devil. He's just like one of these... One of these fortune tellers has got a spirit guide. Anybody heard about these spirit guides? You know that it's, it's it's their connection to the spirit world to be able to tell your fortune and do all this kind of junk. God spoke to him, and he told tells his people in the church. God told me that I'm gonna have I'm gonna appoint an angel. to walk with you in your meetings. She, she, she will be your connection to me to work all kind of might and work and power. If I'm not mistaken... And this, this is no reflection, but I think her, this angel lady is supposed to be named Emma or Emily or something like that. And he is, he's is he got more people following him than this building bottom and top will hold. If people knew anything at all of the Word of God when they heard that man get up and say that, They should have got up right then and there and walked out. Because God does not do nothing that comes against His Word.
1: Oh, I've got a new
0: revelation. I'm going to tell you something. Ain't no new revelations. When this
1: book was complete, when this book was finished, Revelation was closed, sweetheart. I'm a minister of the gospel. I've been it's been passed down from the apostles on down to every minister today as we preach on the anointing
0: of God. But I do not have the same authority or calling
1: as the original twelve apostles. Neither is there any other apostle with the same apostolic authority as the first twelve, because ain't a man alive or a woman alive has got the authority to pen anymore. Books in this, um, pages in this book. Those first twelve apostles had an authority. I know we got we got people out right here in Jesus' name saying, "Oh, we can have this same thing."
0: No, you can't, sweetheart. If you believe that, you've already been deceived by the devil. There's a difference in that apostolic authority and what ministers have today. I can't sit down and add more pages to the book. And some of these guys walk around claim they got the authority. You better run as fast as you can run away from them. They're supposed to be preaching all this stuff, new revelation, but it's an illusion of truth. It's not a real truth. I'm not finished, but it's, I've got to quit because of time. But I'm going to tell you, this is getting worse and worse. There's more deception. these guys, they look good, they talk good, and they got all kinds of signs. but watch their life Watch their life. This Todd Bentley I was just talking about. He uh, he just recently, like some of the other ones, married, divorced his wife and married another one. And the one he married was this woman that he had been having an affair with for the previous six or seven months while he's going over the, over the country having revivals and the power of God has fallen and people are being healed. People are being raised from the dead. And he's having an affair with one of the women in his program you may think God honors stuff like that but it's not in the book it's not in the book by your fruits you shall know them hallelujah and let me say this some folks some folks when it comes to the to the phony and to the wolves in sheep's clothing. They, they, they're, they're too easy on the tricks of the devil. Hallelujah. There's a difference in somebody being misled and making a mistake and somebody knowing what they're doing and intentionally going wrong and intentionally leading other people wrong. It's a spirit of Antichrist. It's a spirit of Antichrist. The Master... Of illusion. I'm, I'm, I'm through. I hope and pray that I've said something today that calls you to begin to think more about this because this is becoming a big problem. It's becoming a big issue. And it's intended to lead people and lead them right up. To accept the false Antichrist system and this one false prophet is going to come on the scene performing signs and wonders, causing everybody
1: else to fall after the beast that the book of Revelation talks about. Let's stand together.